Speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, September 6th, 7th, 20 time on, on today's episode. We got a fucking big old long weekend and uh, back to school for me. And also, it's the motherfucker Big Drew intro, because you know we got the flow. He got the rhythm and the rhyme on time. It's Big Drew coming for your buttermilk pancakes. Uh. Buttermilk pancake, is that a mistake? Buttermilk pancake. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, September 6th, 2020. How are you? How are you? Did you have a nice, fun weekend? It was a long weekend. Did you have the time off? Did you get out and enjoy the last little itty little nug of summer? The little the little scrapings of the bottom of the bag and you got your and you got an old roach and you put that in there and you and you fluffed it all out and you were able to roll a little summer doobie, a little sunshine summer doobie. Well, that's nice. Uh, let's start off the show with a little bit of a How was my motherfucking How was my motherfucking weekend? How was your weekend? I had a pretty fucking dope weekend. It was uh, a continuation of my birthday. <laughs> Got a whole fucking birthday week here, 32. And uh, and I went up to Courtney's Reserve. And I had a whole fucking... We had the whole family out there. And there was a lot of kids. There is eight kids all under the age of 12. And, uh, and they were all there, all of the kids under the age of 12. And I am big fun uncle drew. I've said this before, but it's like when there's a lot of kids around at the cottage or whatever, they kind of see it as like, uh, as like, I'm like an amusement, like in a ride, like a ride at an amusement park. Like, let's go ride the drew. Like, yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. and then I like pick them up, throw them around or fucking play baseball or like Frisbee or whatever. So in this instance, um, so on the reserve, they do fireworks to celebrate Labor Day. Um, obviously, reserves don't celebrate Canada Day. <laughs> not really, a, uh, not really a, a special holiday on the reserve uh, Canada Day. So they save the fireworks for Labor Day for the cause of the proletariat. And uh, so everyone was up for the fireworks. And it was a really good show, like, you know, 12-minute fireworks show. Some of them winged off into the lake, which is was fucking crazy. When you see a firework, like, wing off into the lake and then just explode and the whole lake, like, turns red. It's like, holy fuck, like, all those fishes. Could you imagine just being a fish and then that's how you go out is, like, the great fucking explosion and all the fish babies would talk about that. <laughs> it's like a Hiroshima for these fucking fish. And then they build a little fucking peace park underwater there to commemorate uh, when uh, when the bomb went off. <laughs> when the big red bomb went off. We don't swim around over there no more. Um, so the fireworks were dope and all the kids were loving it. And then after... I was like, okay, man, I, it's, you don't rare, you rarely get like this many kids together. So I was like, let's get a fucking big ass game of kick the can going. And I don't know if you ever played kick the can in your neighborhood, but I'll describe it right now. Kick the can. Essentially there's one or two people who are the protectors of said can. Um, in this instance, it was one, it was me and then all the rest of the players. So all the eight kids, their, their goal is to come in and kick the can or grab it or touch it or whatever before I can tag them. So the trade off is like, if I go chasing after you, well, then maybe one of the other kids is going to come screaming around behind and get that can, right? So you got to get a big ass game and kick the can. 
So, so you gotta like, you know, you gotta, you gotta six one half dozen the other, and you can't really. There was a term these kids called monkey guarding, which I was like, fuck, I haven't heard monkey guarding in so long, and I was like, is that racist? <laughs> like it's been so long since I heard the term monkey guarding. I was like, is there some sort of racial connotations? Is there a racial undertone? But <laughs> they were get they they called on me for monkey guarding the can. Uh, which I remember saying that, like, no monkey guarding. It's like cherry picking. It's like, no, you can't monkey guard or cherry pick. And I was like, man, fucking kids. I forgot what it's like to be a kid. So then they called me out for monkey guarding. And, uh, <laughs> which I still feel weird saying. <laughs> you fucking monkey guard. Uh, it was, sounds worse when you put a southern accent on it. These fucking monkey guards. Um, <laughs> but pretty much everything sounds worse when you put, like, a southern accent on it. Like, I've done this bit on stage before, but, like, if you do, um, if you sing Christmas carols with a southern accent, it really sounds racist. Like, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> yeah, just like the ones we used to know when America was great. <laughs> I'm dreaming of that white Christmas, that white, white Christmas. Um, <laughs> so whatever, they called me out and then I had to really go after them. So it was just fun. And I guess I was playing for like over an hour with these kids and I had all eight kids. I'm like full camp counselor mode. Like I got the full attention of all eight kids. Like no one's fucking around. Like this is what's going on right now, which was awesome. Cause then all the parents just got to drink by the fire uh, for like over an hour without kids. And really, you know, I like, kind of be like, damn, like this is sick. No kids are bugging me right now. Like ba- uncle Drew's got it, man. And, uh, so yeah, so then I, I play, I played that and then I came back after about an hour, maybe even more than an hour and I was like soaked. Right. Cause I was like giving her on this. And that was the thing with <laughs> Courtney's like afterwards. So all the parents are like, Oh wow. Like, thank you. Like, that's so nice of you. You didn't have to do that. And like, you're so great with kids and blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I'm like, buddy, I just fucking wanted to get a serious game and kick the can going <laughs> like kick the can is fucking dope, man. And none of my adult friends are willing to play it with me. So I saw the opportunity with these eight kids under 12. I'm like, fucking A, we're getting a huge game of kick the can going. <laughs> so they were like, thank you. Like, yo, thanks for watching our kids. And I'm like, buddy, like, I want to, I was just in it for the kick the can. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about babysitting. <laughs> so yeah. And then Courtney was like, you didn't have to do that and all this shit. And then I was just like, yeah, whatever. But then afterwards she's like, she's like, oh yeah, it's like so great to see you. Like how good you are with all the kids. And I'm so lucky that you're like so good with kids. And I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. Like I am so good with kids, but it's just like, really, it's just like, I would, I just want to be a kid. <laughs> like that was the best. That was the best time getting giant neighborhood games to kick the can going and just like fucking no wallet, no cell phone, no keys, just running around the neighborhood, just like just free, just like not giving a shit about anything other than the immediate kick the can. I fucking missed that shit. Um, so whatever. So then we came back from the cottage and cause it's Courtney's first day of school. It's my first day of school today, Tuesday, Monday. Uh, you know, so it was a holiday. Uh, I, whatever I'll fess up, but this is Tuesday. You know, it's Tuesday. I didn't do the podcast yesterday because I went out with, uh, I went out with fucking, uh, Natish up to James Hammond's fucking property up in, uh, up in what's that fucking Caledon. And uh, just had a fucking fire and crushed some brews and maybe had a little, uh, you know, micro dose of a little uh, Mr. Fun guy. And uh, and that was just dope just to be with the boys out in the fucking wilderness, just fucking around. Um, and then, yeah, that's why I didn't do my shit 
uh, yesterday. So, okay, that was how was my weekend. I hope you had a good weekend too. Let's go. Let's. What are we gonna switch to now? Uh, what do we got? We got a little bit of fucking big news. Should we talk about the election? I've been claiming it for like fucking three weeks. Let's do a little bit of fucking. Um, uh, let's do a little bit of uh, big news. So we got. Uh, um, how would I do this? Okay, uh... time for big news with Drew. Okay. Oh, shit. Did I close that tab? Ah, fuck. Okay. Big news with Drew on the election trail. Uh, everyone is saying fucking dumb shit, and I don't believe anybody, and I feel like Aaron O'Toole is going to win this election because Trudeau's a fucking dumbass, and uh, he lies. And it's like, how can you... I don't understand how a government who's been in power uh, for six years start making promises of shit that they're going to do. It's like, buddy, why didn't you just fucking do it? And that's the worst part about this, guy, this call in this election is that the hubristic... Trudeau's hubris has just his it's just led him to believe that he's gonna fucking that he's just gonna cruise through this on uh on the fact like the liberals always do like as that they fucking well I'm not voting for the NDP because not enough of us are gonna vote for the NDP and uh <clears throat> and then that splits the left vote and then everyone is just like well I fuck I guess I'll fucking vote for Trudeau because I don't want the conservative guy to win and then the fucking conservative guy ends up winning man this guy will tool <laughs> He's a literal old tool. Like I fucking, I some of the shit that he's saying is like I'm super down. I'm down for some of that shit, but like, okay, here's this article I want to talk about. O'Toole promises to lower cell phone bills by allowing international companies, which is like, oh man, like going back to this laissez-faire, like capitalist, like uh, you know, invisible hand, Adam Smith, fucking free market shit. That's not helping <laughs> because, okay, international. So an international fucking company, because there's a lack of competition. Oh yeah. So we're going to have all the fucking infrastructure, all the cell phone infrastructure that's already owned by these telecom companies. These two or three telecom companies own like 90% of the fucking telecommunications infrastructure. What the fuck does letting in uh, uh, co competitors, international competitors like fucking Huawei, like the Chinese government or Virgin or any of these people, because they still have to rent and pay the fucking pay for the infrastructure to to the fucking Bell Media and all those cocksuckers, because they own the fucking towers and they own all the shit, and they uh, so you know so what? So another guy wants to come in, he still has to fucking pay rent on that shit. So that's not gonna work. There needs to be a fucking like, bro, this is some fucking. Glass-Steagall shit that fucking needs to happen right now. Okay, let me Google that for you if that was right. Did I Was I right? Glass-Steagall. Glass-Steagall Act was a 1933 law that separated investment banking from retail banking. Okay, so I was right about this. In, the, in that, the fucking 1933, the politicians after World War I actually had fucking balls in America. And it essentially was just like, it was a law that the government came in and said, no, fuck you. We're busting this shit up, man. You guys have too much power. You're making too much money. And the fucking, um, you know, and, and it was, they were Southern Democrats, like um, Southern guys in the South, because it, it's, it's not, there has to be some kind of like fucking, you know, rules to this shit. Which means like the collusion of these fucking companies needs to fucking end because they're all in fucking bed with each other, man. What does Bell or Rogers or give a shit? They're like, what do you want? Tell us you why which dick you want, man. They're all standing there, you know, with the same fucking dick. And it's like, yeah, which one am I gonna insert into my ass now? 
<laughs> so how about you chop off their dicks into a bunch of little tiny dicks instead of letting another big dick guy come in here and just stand right next to those cocksuckers? Because the amount of money it takes for like a, a big, like, you know, entering a national market is fucking, it's prohibitive to anybody who's going to play fair especially in a sandbox where it's like no you can do whatever you want here buddy no they they what are you gonna come in and sp uh, no you don't have to charge 75 bucks for a fucking for an unlimited cell phone plan which is still fucking ridiculous um so fuck everyone i'm not i don't know what's gonna happen with this election man but fucking the worst part i don't i uh, the worst part is that people are so disenfranchised that there a lot of them aren't gonna vote which is really sad because it obviously the last two years have shown us that the government has a huge effect on what we can and can't do and what our lives are and and uh, i got into a conversation with kevin soldo about this because him and i are um we've <laughs> we've come we've done the same work but come to different conclusions which I appreciate talking to him about this because he is also a smart guy, but we have completely different perspectives on on the state of, of matters right now because he's done the work and, I, and I've done the work on personal liberty. And my conclusion that I've come to is that it's never existed in the first place and it can't exist under a capitalist society. And Saldo kind of disagrees with me and thinks that the liberties that we are afforded in North America are far greater than any other country or any other time in history, which I also agree with. But... Um, uh, yeah, but that we have those liberties and that the erosion that we're seeing now is what we should be fighting. And I agree with him on that, but I believe that the erosion that we're seeing now is like, it's still not like, it, cause as soon as you talk about personal liberty, it's like, well, there's always people always, uh, people will always agree that there has to be a line on personal liberty. It's just the fact that we disagree on where the line is because no one would agree that you should be free to fucking run around in the streets naked, jerking off fucking with a flamethrower, you know, but, but in terms of the Ayn Randian, you know, uh, philosophy of self-determination, then, then you should be allowed to do that. Cause I'm a fucking free and sovereign and uh, individual. And, um, and I don't participate in fucking society and nobody else can tell me what the fuck to do because fuck you. That's my own shit. But then, then you add the argument, well, we can't have that because then that's, so, so obviously there has to be a line drawn where we negotiate personal liberty for the sake of the greater good. Right. And it's just about disagreeing on where that fucking line is. And for me, I don't think that, I think that personal liberty is a fucking illusion that has been created for us. Um, and that most people don't do anything because they're so pacified by fucking con the consumption of entertainment and food that, uh, that they fucking don't do anything. Right. And it's easy, bro, to fucking, to do that. Uh, because you just have to go to work because it's under the threat of death. You just go to work and then you fucking come back and then otherwise you're going to die. <laughs> so it doesn't leave a lot of time for thinking about anything else, but there's guys like me who got nothing but fucking time all day uh, to think about this dumb fucking shit about liberty and what it actually means to be free and what it means to live in a society of, of people who, who are necessarily dependent on each other for survival, right? Everybody needs everybody. There's no such thing as a lone wolf in fucking society. You can't just be, you know, maybe a couple guy, Dick Pronicky is a good example of that. Google that fucking guy, Dick Pronicky, P-R-O-N-N-E-K-K-E. Oh, actually, I'll read his fucking Wikipedia page right now. Dick Pronicky. Oh. Oh, Proneko. Whoops. Okay, let me Google his Dick Pronicky. So what I'm talking about... Oh, Richard Pronicky. Okay, yeah. Well, Dick fucking Pronicky was a guy who fucking... And uh, he was an, a self-educated naturalist. And he built a cabin at Twin Lakes, Alaska. And he did it all by himself. 
and he hunted fish, raised and gathered his own food, and he also had supplies flown in occasionally. So even the fucking guy who goes out in the middle of buttfuck Alaska, builds his own cabin, hunts fish, raised and gathers his own food, still needs a fucking person to fly in occasionally and drop off a bag of flour, man. So even the most self-deterministic fucking lone wolf, whatever the fuck guys still rely on each other for, for, for they still need other human interaction to survive, man. And so then where does the line end? What's the fucking line? I don't know. That's what we need to talk about, man. And there needs to be a general consensus on the basis of, you know, basic ethics and morals that the whole world is going to follow. Right. But that'll never happen. That's why there'll never be peace, bro. I'm fucking, <laughs> so that shit will never happen, man. Cause we can't even determine what a fucking, where the line is on personal liberty, uh, versus, versus the greater good or even what it means to be good. Or even what it means to be happy or what it means to be ethical and moral. There's no general consensus on that shit. So how the fuck are we going to fix anything else? Especially when everyone at their heart is self-motivated, man. That's one thing I'll never, I will always agree with too, is that rational humans act in their own self-interest and they always fucking will. Um, you know, and, uh, and I don't know what the fuck where I was going with this, but, uh, that's, <laughs> The, oh, yeah, the election. Okay, so then there you go. So fucking, I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who you should vote for. I don't think, I think that until we have an actual change in the democratic process from first past the post to proportional representation, then there is really no such thing as a fair election or a fair democracy because we're going to have, I'm, I'm telling you right now, voter will have 40% of the people won't even fucking vote in this election. So it's like, how is that even democracy? If you have 60% of the humans in this country determining what goes on for 100% of the humans, is that even a fair democracy? Is that even an accurate representation of the will of the people? Why are the people not even engaging in democracy? That's another question we have to ask. What, what has got them so um, disenfranchised with the system that they feel like A, their vote doesn't count or B, that it's useless to even participate in this system? Right, because this is the system that's set up. It's not perfect, but it's the only one that we have to, to get things changed. There's no other. It's the only way that is if we work on this system, which I think is five percent operational, ninety five percent dysfunctional. You know, maybe we can start getting some people in there who who can get us up a little bit. You know, and I don't like I don't like any politicians. I don't like Singh. I don't like O'Toole. I don't like Trudeau. I think that if uh, you know, especially negative attack ads and all that sort of shit. But you know who you gonna vote for, man? You gotta vote for uh, at least someone. I'm I'm voting for Singh because he's a fucking brown dude, man, and he knows what it's like to actually have a fucking, you know, wearing a turban in this country. Like that guy knows what racism is like, and and he's and that's gonna make him a fucking more sympathetic and empathetic leader because of the uh, the you know hardships that he's faced growing up in this country, especially after 9/11, bro. Fucking dudes with turbans. I felt so bad. Sikh dudes are like the most nicest fucking guys. Like, bro, they have codes. Like if a Sikh guy, if you tell him you're hungry, like he pretty much has to feed you. <laughs> That's a little Sikh, a little Sikh treak. <laughs> Next time you see a Sikh dude, tell him you're hungry. He has to buy a cheeseburger. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but fucking... Um, okay. So yeah, that's the Monday show, uh, or Tuesday, whatever. We'll check back in on Thursday. I'm all online school. So until Monday, so fucking eight. And yeah, let's do a little dad rock now, except there's something with the latency of my guitar that's kind of fucked up. So I don't know if it's going to sound good or not, but we'll take a listen here. Hang on. A second. 
Oh shit, before we do that, I gotta do the ads. Uh, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our motherfucking Patreons. Anthony, Blair, Joel, Nick and Mac, Bubba, Marnus, Bryce, Taryn, and in the motherfucking Hall of Fame, call that an Andre say the name. Also, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our sponsor, KingTutsCannabis.com. Ah, fuck, the Labor Day sale just happened. It was 25% off. I got a fucking ounce and a gram of CBD. And a bunch of crap for like a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks, man. For an ounce and a gram of CBD and a joint and a, and a bunch of shit. So, uh, man, I mean, I mean, I don't know if the sale's still going on. It Probably not. But uh, go to kingtutscannabis.com. Use the promo code DREW, D-R-E-W, for 10% off your order. And, uh, yeah, get a quarter off your quarter, two-eighths off your eighth. Uh, if it's your first time, they'll hook you up with a little extra juice and a little extra freebies. Go to kingtutscannabis.com. Use the promo code DREW, D-R-E-W, for 10% off your order. Okay, now let's shred Okay, I hope this fucking lake shit up. Fuck. 